Amen. Two young guys were talking to each other over coffee. And the first one said, Hey, I heard that in New York City, a man wearing a monk's uniform attacked someone. And his buddy said, It's called a habit, dummy. Well, I don't care the reason he did it. Have to start somewhere. Today is the fourth season, or excuse me, the fourth Sunday of the season of Lent. And Lent is the season of the church here where you and I are invited to examine our habits and to settle down into silence and to spend some extra time listening to Him, listening to Christ. Now, that's something we should be doing as individuals, yes. But it's also something we should be doing together as a parish family, as a Christian community. But what exactly is a Christian community? We have been exploring that this Lent by looking at five characteristics of Christian community. What are the three we've looked at so far? Okay, good. We got them all out now. So a Christian community worships. How's your worship life going? A Christian community disciples. Are you a churchgoer or are you a disciple? And last week was a Christian community forgives. Are you an avenger or are you a forgiver? And today we're looking at a welcoming community. A Christian community welcomes. Repeat after me, welcomes. There we go, we're awake now. From the gospel lesson that we just heard from our own St. John, we heard Perhaps the most famous Bible verse of all time. And I'll read it to you again, just so we're tracking here. It's a very famous Bible verse, so it's important that I state it, even though I did not. Here it is. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only Son. So whoever believes in Him may not perish, may have eternal life. If you've ever heard that verse before, say Amen. If you've heard it like umpteen times, say Amen. Okay, I recovered from my, my food pot there. John 3.16. But what does this very famous Bible verse have to do with welcoming? What does everything to do with welcoming? I don't know if you've ever listened to the verse or read the verse very carefully, but it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in it may not perish they may have eternal life. Does that say just some people? Just people like us. Only people we like. No. Only people who share our politics. Only people who share our single. Only people who share our sexual identity. Only people who share our social class. Only people from our own denominational background. Only people whose lives are problem-free. No. It says everyone. Turn to your neighbor and say everyone. If you don't have a neighbor, you can shout a little bit more, some of you. A Christian community is a welcoming community because Christ died so that everyone who believes in Him, may not perish, but may have eternal life. Now, if that verse about Christ's death does not convince you of the everyone factor, 
then Christ's life should. Jesus' earthly ministry was marked by radical welcome. Jew and Gentile, saint and sinner, woman and man, the power brokers, and those broken by power, the aged and the young, those whose faith was solid, and those whose faith was shaky. To dare to be a disciple is to dare to be like Jesus. Thus, our attitude at St. John's should be, doubts okay, questions welcome, please, come as you are. Repeat after me, doubts okay, questions welcome, please come as you are. There's an old joke about welcome in the church. And it goes like this, and some of you have probably heard of it. It's a Sunday morning at St. Larry's. Yes, St. Larry's. And a young woman comes to church for the first time, and she settles down into her seat. And a little while later, an older lady, who's been attending the church for many, many years, sees the young woman, goes up to her, and says, Good morning. Welcome to St. Larry's. You're sitting in my pew. Now, at this point, some of you may want to stop sitting in your pew and get up and get out of here. But before you do that, let me give you an important qualification. Welcome does not always mean agreement. Did you catch that? I'll rewind just for fun. Welcome does not always mean agreement. So a truly welcoming parish family, with the help of God, with the help of the Spirit, can have people in it who differ on politics, who differ on certain social issues, who differ even on certain theological beliefs. So what do we come together around? What brings us in unity? We come together around Christ. We come together around the Eucharist. We come together around Christian basics. Is that easy? Heavens no. Now, I've heard many wonderful stories from many of you about your experience of a warm welcome here at St. John's. If you've ever experienced a warm welcome here at St. John's, raise your hand. Okay, I certainly have. And that is something you and I can give thanks to God for, and also with God's help, something you and I can build upon. Because the research shows, and my experience as a traveling preacher confirms this research, is that yes, churches are often friendly with each other, and less so with newcomers, especially newcomers who may not be like them. Now here's a statement for you. You tell me whether the statement is true or false. True welcome, true hospitality, requires true intentionality. Ding, ding, ding. True. Now, some people might flow from, but for most of us, we have to intentionally make an effort to welcome someone. So, who do you talk to before and after worship? If you're like me, if you're like most human beings, you tend to talk to people in your same age and stage. People that you always talk to. Well, make an effort to talk to some other folks. Maybe someone who's new, someone you haven't seen in a while. Now, you don't have to chat with them forever. You don't have to be their best pal. But make an effort to chat with them for a little bit. And invite them to join you for coffee and conversation down in the Undercroft. 
Make the effort to learn the names of the children in the parish. And if you forget someone's name, whether it's a kid or an adult, well, ask. Because I'm always forgetting people's names and forgetting things like reading the gospel. So if you forget, then ask or find out. If you're a little too shy, find out from someone else. Welcoming means people should be able to express their doubts without being judged. Welcoming means people should be able to ask their sincere questions without being criticized. Welcoming means people shouldn't have to pretend to be somebody else, but can please come as they are. No, wait, 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 let's stop the sermon here for a second. Another important qualification. A welcoming community does not mean that people should just be free to take advantage of the community again and then again. And it doesn't mean that people are free just to be rude, willy-nilly to the community. But it does mean learning to live with difference. Okay, we can continue the sermon now. A welcoming community will always be a forgiving community. It has to be. Because a community that is truly welcoming, with a diversity of folks, will always be a community in need of giving and receiving forgiveness. Okay. Now, the difficult Lenten question for you. The spiritual homework. Would people describe you as a welcoming person? Would people describe you, not yourself, but other people describe you as a welcoming person? Ask the people around you. But if there's no one around you, pretend there's someone next to you. Go ahead, ask them the question. Would people describe you as a welcoming person? Go on. Glenn's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to sit here. Now, I do not mean, are you a good talker? Are you a person that has a gift of the gab? Or a really outgoing kind of person? No. Are you a person who dares to be like Jesus and welcomes the people around you? And for some people, that may be in a very shy and sort of reserved way. But that's who you are. And for others, it may be an outgoing way. Hey! You know? Whatever is natural for your personality, but are you a person of welcome? How many of you have heard of Henry Nowen? A great theologian and spiritual writer of the last century. And here's what he has to say about true welcome and true hospitality. Quote, Hospitality means primarily the creation of free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Hospitality is not to change people, but to offer them space where change can take place. It is not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom, not disturbed by dividing lines. End of quote. So, remember, it's St. John's. Doubts are okay. Questions are welcome. Please, come as you are. Amen.